Hey, Brie. Hey. So what's cracking? Are we starting a podcast or what? We're starting a podcast. But it's more than a podcast. So we're here with Addis. Yep. Addis, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Addis, you are self-proclaimed mm-hmm. the internet's most relatable whore. That's right. There All right. Mm-hmm. But... It's good to preface, or I would like to caveat this by saying that we are reclaiming the word whore. Right, exactly. Like, this is fully more of an empowering movement than it is a derogatory, demeaning, using in a derogatory, demeaning way. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like us saying, like, what's up, bitch? Hey, bitches. There we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. we're using it. Or, you know, the other word. Yeah, the other one. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We're using it in a way to empower ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're reclaiming it for ourselves. So, Addis, you're using your platform to reframe the way we view shame. Yes. Through sex and through other avenues. You're a writer, content creator, Mm -hmm. sex worker, and you're obviously a human. Yes. (laughs) You grew up in Brooklyn, New York, Mm -hmm. which is a shout out Brooklyn, shout out Fort Greene. That's where I'm at now. Uh That's where I grew up. Yeah. (laughs) I love walking the streets of Fort Greene, downtown Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Um, And you attended Middlebury to study economics in Mandarin. Yeah. Ni hao. Well, hen hao, Nina. (laughs) Hen hao. Ni shou zhong wen. Yi dian dian. Hai kai. (laughs) I'm literally, if I was drinking water, I would have spit it out. I would (laughs) have spat out my water everywhere. Yeah. I would have spat out my water everywhere <laughs> why would you say that have, <laughs> have you have you seen the, these videos on youtube of the black girls that are speaking and no, no that are speaking oh mandarin God. or japanese <gasps> no this is youtube right now that literally we are i need two. to see that and i'm sitting here like i just i also just literally mm-hmm. um, what did you call me what yeah, did you say did. i said you were stupid Oh, that's why I was like, why would you say that? Why would you say that? I always say that whenever I get in the Uber, when I can see the Uber's map is in Mandarin, uh-huh. I always say, that's my friend. She's a little stupid. Or like whoever oh, no. I'm with. That's and the, the Uber driver's always like, ha, ha, ha. My favorite is when like I'm at the nail salon or at like a restaurant or something and they're clearly like cutting ass on me. I'll just ask a really simple question like, hey, what time is it? And then they'll be like, oh, shit. Oh, Fuck. She, uh, yeah. So you do that. I do. When, whenever I realize that they're like really trying to shade me without me knowing mm-hmm. in Chinese, mm-hmm. I'll be like, hey, do you know how to get to Times Square? And mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. The go- I would be a ghost. I yes. would be a ghost. You can have this whole podcast in Mandarin. W- no, let's, please <laughs> not. I mean, I would find it really entertaining. I would obviously watch it, but I yeah. do want to participate too. True. Tea. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after graduation, you embarked on your career. Um, in advertising and then you began to sugar sugar yes which i had never heard of that i never knew that that I think was it's a verb like the mm-hmm. verb yeah is that that was the verb that, that we said yeah um you did it on and off before you were recruited by an escorting agency and now we are excited to bring you on here and yes. listen mm-hmm. about your journey thank you yeah mm-hmm. you got we're all that excited. right and now you're embarking into the Porn industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mainstream porn. Mainstream porn and OnlyFans. I do both. Yeah. And OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Those revenue, those streams. All of I can, income. I was just going to say, all I can think about is like your banking bank. Y- yes. Yes. I actually like yes. briefly had a situation with a Google software engineer. He was like, I think uh, you probably make more money than I do. I was like, probably. probably. 
Probably. Oh, he was like, like, that's kind of hot. I was like, yeah, yes. <laughs> this is really empowering right yeah. now. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously a queen of many talents. You're a writer, content creator, mm-hmm. business owner, sex worker. How do you, how does Addis describe herself? I describe myself um, as a very Virgo-y Virgo. Um, just Ooh. like all the other ones, Beyonce, Kiki Palmer, we got Zendaya, right? Okay. That's the trifecta. Wow. Trifecta. I know, right? Yeah. So I describe myself as that. Um, I describe myself as a sober person. Um, so I um, am totally sober from everything. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs anymore. Um, I discovered substances when I went to boarding school. Um, mm. So I started like dabbling in that stuff when I was like 14, which yeah. is just way too young. Yeah, um, and yeah. it just kind of snowballed over time. And I used to be a really serious runner. Um, for a lot of my life so I was either like training really hard for a race or a season uh, my mile time in college if you convert it is like a 517 um, and like my 5k is like an 1830 on like hills and stuff across okay, country 5k Usain. right <laughs> I am what is their name Jackie jo- no Shelly Ann Fraser Price yeah that's me literally yes. Jamaican there we go <laughs> but yeah um so I think I would describe myself as someone who is very He's learning patience, I Mm. think. And that's been really, really important for me in this process into the sex industry. Um, Just to figure out, like, what are my rates? Yeah. How am I going to set them? And my profiles and everything and, like, you know, to in order to book me for literally anything are super, super, like, some people say they're really wordy. Yeah. um, But I would rather have all the information there so that, like, if there's any confusion, I can be like, no, that's actually right there. Um, versus like some dude being like, well, you didn't say that, so I can't be held liable because you know how they Mm -hmm. are, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so I have, um, and I know we're going a little bit off, but I was so moved by your writing and I feel like you are an amazing, beautiful writer and you Mm -hmm. write about your experience Mm -hmm. in the uh, sex industry. You write about your experience in boarding school. Um, you write about your experience as a um, sugar baby. Yeah. I'm curious, what was the transition like as being in the digital corporate uh, sphere doing advertising to being a sugar baby? Well, so the funny thing is I was doing both of them at the same time. Okay. So um, when I was at Middlebury, Middlebury is such like a like a Middlebury to Goldman Sachs pipeline. It's big, yes. right? So I thought that's what I wanted to do, especially as an econ and Chinese double major. Yes. And then I realized, I was like, nah, th- this is not it for me, for me. So um, I ended up interning um, in advertising and I was working two unpaid internships, like literally no money, 80 hours a week. Yeah. And my friend from elementary school was like, hey, actually there's this website um, called Seeking Arrangement and you mm-hmm. could go on and like meet these older guys and hang out with them. If you hook up with them, you'll probably make more money. You don't have to. But she definitely said it from like a, you don't have money, like this could be an option for you, but also mm-hmm. just like you have the raw skills to do this well. Like you're yeah. interesting, you're easy to be around, make people comfortable. So I was doing that. And um, anytime I was back in the city from school, I would, you know, meet up with one, two dudes that I had in my little my little roster. Um, and then when I graduated from Middlebury, I came back here and I actually almost became a soul cycle instructor, which a lot of people don't know about me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I know you love soul. So much. Yes. Love. I did my I first double. Survivor. I did my first double yesterday in like 20 since 2019. Oh, my goodness. That's insane. Oh, my God. It felt so good. Um, wow. And, and you said it felt good. It did. I'm a little sore today, but it did feel good. I was really excited about it. You are really a queen of many talents. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I 
was just like, you know, I got this job at Wyden and Kennedy straight out of graduation. Damn, um, top firm. Yes, yes. So I, when I was there, I was working on like Sprite. I worked on Equinox, Lyft. Um, yeah, Bud Light, the Dilly Dilly yeah. thing. Worked on that. Um, and then dilly dilly. literally that. And, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, fuck, man, living in the city as an adult, that, that shit ain't cheap. Um, so yeah. I started, you know, continuing to be a sugar baby. And so I was literally doing this at the same time, um, mm. working my nine to five and then at night. I had like one or two sugar daddies in rotation. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And so what is a sugar daddy relationship? What does it look like? So, okay. I honestly, when I meet girls and they are like, hey, I really want to get into some form of the sex industry, which mm. avenue do you suggest? I usually actually don't suggest being a sugar baby first. The reason is because a lot of these guys um, really like to blend the lines between boyfriend and client, right? Wow. Because can you imagine like if you're on like a hinge date, and you're like, hey, man, can you send me your screening info? Because I just want to make sure that you're safe. That would be weird, right? You can't yeah. do that. But you would have to do that for like a man that you're going to meet up with. Yeah. Right? Like that makes What's sense. screening info? So I just basically do like a little background check. I have my own method okay. um, to make sure that they are who they say they are and that they're not dangerous yeah. and that they're of age. Literally yeah. that. Um, and But at the same time, though, like a lot of times these sugar daddies will be like, wow, I'm having so much fun with you. Like, can I spend a little bit more time with you this evening? And then you're like, okay, sure. But like, you'd probably have to compensate me more. And they're like, wait, whoa. Like I thought we were having fun. I thought this was natural, right? They, wow. they get it twisted. Wow. So, but also too, <laughs> a lot of the guys on seeking and sugar daddy websites are guys who've been blacklisted by actual escorts. And they think that by going onto that, then you can kind of skirt around. I see. Yes. So I usually suggest that unless you have experience in the sex industry, don't be a sugar baby. Okay. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. what were some of like the what were some of the misconceptions that you had about being an escort or being a sugar baby? Mm -hmm. And what's been like the most surprising thing to you? Oh, what's the difference between the two? So, I mean, I'd say that a sugar baby is someone who like you the idea is that you're in a relationship with someone who's generous and whether or not that relationship's even serious is kind of irrelevant. Right. But the thing about being an escort is like, you're there for a good time, not a long time. That's it. And and the rules are more strict. They're more straightforward. Right. And there's just like the terminology is very different. Right. Like when you're talking to a sugar daddy, you're like, Oh, what are your allowance expectations? Right. Versus Mm. when you're talking to an escort client, you're like, these are my rates. Mm. Even though they're the same thing, you can't use the same words. Yeah. So yeah. Um, wait, what was your question again? What are, what are any misconceptions that you had about, about being an escort or being a sugar baby? Oh, one that, that I could just say no to things. Like at Uh, first, because I started when I was like 19 and I was like, oh yeah, this guy's offering me X amount of money. Like I should just take that. Right. Yeah. Versus being like, no, this is actually what I'd want. And -hmm. like, maybe there's some level of compromise there. Right. Yeah. Um, I think also just thinking about like, (sighs) It's funny, a lot of people ask me, like, are you ever attracted to, like, the guys that you yeah. meet or, like, whatever? And I always just say, like, these people are not some sort of, like, odd, like, subsection of the population, like, in the sewers <laughs> that you've never seen before. Like, I literally had one client who was, like, somebody I went to school's, school with's dad. Like, you know, they're your dads. They are they're your, your, I your was friends. Just say, your they're bosses. just like us. Literally, they are just like they're us. They're not just like us. They're men. <laughs> but the thing, but the they're thing men. is, like, that's what that's why I am the internet's most relatable whore because I would read reviews about myself online mm-hmm. and be like, oh, what do people think about me? And people obviously be like, yeah, she's like, obviously fun, you know, but she's smart. She's engaging. She makes me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, interesting. Like, why are they surprised by that? And why are mm-hmm. they not all commenting on that? And then I was like, because they don't think about sex workers as actual people. And I right. realized that a lot of the sex workers that you see on the internet, like 
you often don't know what their name is because like of protection things, right? Yeah. You don't know what they do on the weekends or if they have friends or hobbies. You Sometimes you don't even know what their voice sounds like, especially on TikTok. They're just using trending sounds, right? Yeah. And I was like, no, like I have friends and I like to soul cycle and I'm afraid of bees flying in my ear. Like I'm a normal person, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm showing mm-hmm. you that, but also so are all these guys, you know, yeah. they're all normal people too. So what is like, so a lot of, what is like the typical career of someone that is a, using an escort? Oh, I mean, it's all kinds of people. It's all kinds of people like, um, finance, tech, art, um, people work for the city. Like, I I also just like don't pocket watch. I'm like, okay, you know, if you want to spend your money on this, like, that's great. Um, I actually had one dude that was like, I'm spending all this money on you and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I didn't tell you to book a long ass session. It is literally, (laughs) that's not my problem, babes. Too bad. You know? Um, so yeah, but I think, you know, just that was a really great segue into me getting into the porn industry because I actually kind of fell into OnlyFans. It like happened like kind of by accident. I filmed this girl girl scene. It was supposed to be for a client and then we realized he was not a real person. And then I was like, oh, well, so I have this thing. Like, what do I do with it? Like, you know, it was a great scene. And then I posted on OnlyFans, start to do well. And then from there, I met my current manager. From there, I met my current agent and then started getting booked. And I did my first scene for Net Video Girls um, out in LA maybe two weeks ago. And then ooh, they ooh. ended up booking me for three scenes total, which like was not on yeah. you know the paperwork, but I did really well. So yeah. Going above and beyond. Classic Can Virgo. You, <laughs> literally classic Virgo. Yeah. Can you like describe it to me a little bit about mm-hmm. like what going above and beyond in the job on the job looks like? Well, it means that, for example, my screen time on my phone is like a 10 to 12 hours every day on average okay. because I'm either, you know, responding to emails, texting clients, filming yeah, TikToks, right? Like all of this stuff. Um, I think going above and beyond is being reachable, but without like you know, overextending. Like yeah. I don't respond to clients before 10 a.m. usually because I'm like, sit down, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, or like after like midnight, I'm like, Mm-mm, you know, because that just seems unnecessary. Totally. Um, Giving the wrong impression. Right. But just like a lot of people think that like I am just like sitting around in like a hotel room in my apartment or just like waiting to yeah. be hit up like in full hair and makeup just being like, I hope some man calls me, you know? Yeah. And like I'm not. Yes. They'll be like, hey, can I meet up with you right now? And I'm like, it no work that way no like i'm on a walk across the brooklyn bridge like <laughs> no <laughs> you know literally yeah. yes which is really strange because like these guys see us as or a lot of them not all of them but a lot of them see us as like just these sex dolls but mm. then like that'll be an insult that they throw like oh you're just a whore blah 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 well i'm doing other stuff you're just mad right. about it because i'm not free for you right now you know yeah. yeah yeah so it seems too that like some Maybe not conflict, and like, I'm not thinking about it like in a dramatic way, but mm-hmm. it seems like you might come, you might run into issues where, you know, someone is shocked, right? Or mm-hmm. someone is like, well, this is not what I expected, or this is not mm-hmm. what I asked for. This is not what I paid for. How do you remedy a situation like that in person, face to face? Like, how do you keep your cool whenever something comes up that let's call them clients would you call them clients are not happy with well okay so i feel like i mean the thing is i tell sometimes i'll be like well can you send me some recent photos i'm like well one why would i send photos of myself to a man that i don't know 
No. Mm-hmm. Two, I will be, I'm like, I post on my social media literally every day. They could every literally single Google day. you, find your Instagram, find your TikTok. My handles are literally website. linked in my profiles. Yeah. I'm like, this, like, you know, that's one thing. Like, so I feel like in terms of what they would expect, like, in terms of my appearance, I feel like that's not usually an issue. Yeah. But, you know, how some people <clears throat> like different things, right? Like, I have certain clients that are like, I'm always booking, you know, one kind of session. Other people are that are like, I'm booking another type of session, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, I filmed three completely different scenes for Net Video Girls that are like totally different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't usually have like a one size fits all experience. Like, for me, there's yeah. certain things that like I like personally in like my own Addis brain. But yeah. like, when what are they? Okay. So let's see. I really like praise like i like as a virgo i'm like yeah i'm doing a really good job love that, that. i love i love that um, oh my god you're giving me major wait, virgo energy right now <laughs> that's like a praise <laughs> session where they praise you yeah. <laughs> i love this i well I, I love that like if i'm they're like yeah you're doing such a good job i'm like yes i um another thing that i like too is i like it when people are like more vocal you know because like i like knowing that they're having a good time Mm. and if like they're kind of silent like are you okay like i actually asked them like are you okay and they're like yeah no i'm like okay well okay let me yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. let a girl know but one thing i don't like is tongues in my ear people have done that i'm like why why is there a tongue in my ear you know <laughs> we, literally, we literally had a conversation really? about, about that yeah yeah unfortunately we can't disclose any information sure. we'll, we'll do it off the we'll, yes. we'll do it off the i'm so excited <laughs> this is off the record <laughs> yeah. completely wait i feel like okay I, mm-hmm. yeah okay tongue and ears what are some what's the craziest session someone's booked for you um i feel like the like insane ones i don't there are some things that I would not do, you know, okay. yeah. there are yeah. certain things where I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, for example, this is like even like a light one. Like this guy was like, Hey, I really am into like outdoor sex. And I was like, outdoor where? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Where are we going? And he was like, Oh, you know, like a dressing room or like a roof. And I was like, why would I meet a man on a roof? You could literally throw me off the roof. Like yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Yeah. But I mean, just like certain fetishes that I, I can tell aren't like they're, they're more born out of trauma than actual like oh wow yeah 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 but there i feel like a lot of fetishes are born out of trauma some yes like i don't know like like <laughs> if you tell me hey can i fuck you while you wear my dead mother's wedding dress i'm gonna say no you know like i'm gonna <gasps> say no <laughs> yeah wow yeah wait is that a real world that example is a, that is a real world example so i'm like you know you can't make that shit up you cannot like no you can't so that's like one thing where i'm like that's that's a line where i wouldn't cross but like most things honestly like when people are like hey i have like a kink or something i'm like okay well you know you can probably lay it on me. I've either probably done it or considered it. So it's not that big of a deal. But also in terms of just like my stuff on OnlyFans and, you know, my mainstream yeah. stuff that I'm about to do more, like there's only like a handful of things, maybe like I can count on one hand that I would not do. Things I actually just don't like. And I mean, I feel like for me, unless it's like very dangerous or very dehumanizing, it's probably fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That Perfect. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I read one of your pieces yes. and it was comparing you to Rue from Euphoria. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and her experience going through um, issues with addiction and issues with loss mm-hmm. and issues with trauma. Yeah. And I'm curious um, when you and you've also really been vulnerable and sharing a lot of her diagnoses with different disorders as well. I'm curious, how do you manage your mental health while also being in sex work when a lot of people perceive your job as 
like fulfilling their sexual fantasies? Um, so the conditions that I mostly deal with, um, and there's been like an updated diagnosis since I wrote that piece even. Mm. So I had, there's high comorbidity between ASD, bipolar, and OCD. I happen to be the lucky one that has all three. Um, I like to think of, um, ASD as like the reasoning why I think certain things. Can you um, say the full yep, word? Yep, yep, um, Autism spectrum disorder. Uh-huh. So there are certain things that are like really difficult for me and certain things that are like super, super easy. Uh-huh. Um, like communicating super clearly without really thinking like, oh my God, I'm so scared to do that is has gotten really, really easy for me to do over time. Like I've straight up left first dates because I realized that person was a piece of shit. <laughs> a lot of people would not do that, you know? I'm, um, yeah. But there have also been certain instances where like I'm in like, you know, little arguments or tiffs with friends. And I'm like, okay, I really understand that, that made you upset. I just wouldn't be upset by that. And I don't mean that in like a, I think it's really stupid that you think it that way. I'm like, I cannot imagine a world where that would make me upset. Mm. And I'm really trying to tell you that I didn't do this because I felt like hurting you. It's because I can't understand why that would hurt you, but I'm going to respect that it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like, I mean, yeah, OCD. Like I honestly thought that most people... T- took showers in the exact same order every time. Like every shower that I take is the identical in terms of steps. Mm. Um, and I was just like, it turns out that's not true. Stuff like that. Um, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. A lot of... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's like a routine, <laughs> oh, right? Oh, no, but it's like, like, for me, it's like, I'm like, okay, one, two, three. Four. You know, like I, I yeah. thought that that was like... the. Apparently that's not true. Yeah. Certain sounds too. Like if when I was in elementary school, if someone was walking through school with like wet shoes on the floor i would get so upset because the sound mm. like makes me feel like my brain is going through a blender like it actually really yeah. is like painful yeah um and like by my bipolar disorder i feel like honestly like kanye says like it's his superpower like yes and no like there are certain times where i'm like fuck i'm feeling super creative the thoughts are flowing and other times like i mean this time last year i like didn't leave my home for like two months and mm. i canceled my birthday plans day of and mm. spent the whole time crying like it can get really really bad yeah um but in terms of, like, my mental health, I just, I've started meditating a lot more, um, yeah. which was really hard for me to do at first. But my friend, um, Faviana, is a meditation teacher. I actually met her when I was working in advertising. Um, and her method is super self-sufficient. And um, I don't know, it just really grounds me. And yeah. she just gave me little tips, like, okay, you maybe want to meditate after your clients, right? Stuff like that. Or, like, after you get offset, things like that, um, that really help. Um, and then also, too, I think the job really lends itself well to people with a lot of mental health issues because you can craft your own schedule like i can literally just be like i can't work today and then i just don't you know yeah versus being like hey i'm gonna take some pto you know yeah (laughs) i'm taking a mental health day boss maybe right because i feel really depressed and i can't get into work today yeah yeah like um, our society is crazy yeah and like i mean i should actually should have said the quad it's like bipolar add OCD and ASD. I have all Got of the it. things. But like, yeah, I feel like my ADHD is like the the cadence at which I think. Like I always say like my yeah. brain's like a beehive. If it's silent, something is very wrong. Wow. Yeah. I write everything down. I have over 800 notes in my phone. Yeah. Wow. I write everything down. I thought I had a lot of notes, but it's only <laughs> like 23. But I go the extra step to <laughs> delete them. Otherwise, I my brain goes crazy. Oh, okay. So okay. I go back and I'm like, I'll reread them and be like, right, I don't need this anymore. No, I, I got all this. Anymore. I don't need this. I anymore. get all the receipts, the screenshots that I have. Wow. I'll be like, you weren't saying that on March 13th, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> 5.06 p.m. Right, right. I'm dead. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to like, th- as a complete answer, I do feel like 
I've been allowed to take care of myself a lot better because mm-hmm. of this job, but also because like straight up, I make more money now. Yeah. Like I can invest in like, you know, going on a day trip by myself. I can invest in like getting a good therapist who's like a black woman and really gets me, you know, yeah. those types yes, of things. Queen. Mm-hmm. Yes, queen. Yes. We love that. Yeah. That is one thing that I say, like I can confidently say that like, you know, having money does really bring you some sort of happiness mm-hmm. only because it allows you to invest back in yourself. Right. So it yeah. allows you the space to take care of your mental health, take yeah. care of your physical health, like take care of, you know, take care of anything that you need at that, mm-hmm. in that moment. And right. as a black woman, I think that is extremely, extremely necessary. But mm-hmm. I think we were talking about as a really good kind of segue into kind of your sober journey and your journey with um, battling addiction. So you mentioned that you began experimenting with drugs and alcohol in your boarding school. Yeah. Um, It worsened after after the death of your friend. Uh And you referred to your experience at Middlebury as a traumatic summer camp. I can also confidently say that this was kind of my experience in high school as well. But due to its serene beauty, high concentration of whiteness, overwhelming wealthy student body, and all the fuckery (laughs) that those last two engender. So how did your time at Middlebury and your boarding school, your upbringing inform your addiction? Yeah. So I got to boarding school and this is like how, so I was not allowed to have social media when I was in middle school. So I mm-hmm. never made a MySpace. I never like, you know, did the whole coding thing. But when I graduated from the eighth grade, I made a Facebook and I was mm. so excited. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to meet so many new friends at boarding school. And there was used to be a feature in Facebook where you could type in like Stives in high school, class of 2013, right? And just see everybody who came up. So I did that for my boarding school and literally sent a friend request to every single person. And so once I got to boarding school, everybody already knew who I was. And they were like, okay. But most people like weren't like, oh my God, she's so weird. They were just like, okay, that kid. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad that my boarding school was all girls because I think I would have literally been eaten alive in a co-ed environment mm-hmm. at that age. I did spend a significant time at Taft, um, which is co-ed, but still. Yeah. What, do you, um, what do you mean eaten alive? Because... Like I was just like an awkward like 14 year old. I think if I was trying to balance making friends and also like trying to like be flirty with people, it would have just been a wrap, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So at least when I was just focusing on being people's friends and going to school and like track, that was made things easier. Yeah. Um, But the thing is at boarding school, like I was just trying to like really figure out what I wanted to do with myself because I actually wanted to go like it wasn't like you got sent away like I wanted to go there um, because I really just didn't like being at home in New York and I was like I'm really smart I could just study and leave um, so I did that and I, that's where I discovered I was really good at running and so I was really focused on that but if coke or alcohol or anything was around I would do it if it wasn't I really didn't think about it I could have a perfectly satisfied night just working on my art history homework in my room yeah um and then I got to Middlebury and it was just like more abundant kids are older partying harder it's college whatever um so sorry just to get this straight yeah woman or girls at your high school yes your boarding school yes had access to hard drugs Yes. Why are you saying that? Like, you're so shocked. <laughs> because yeah. I'm shocked. I didn't. I yes. I had my first sip of alcohol on like in basically in college. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, people would literally that- like take cases of Poland Spring, pour all the water out, and then put cheap vodka in the fucking cases and seal them back. Honestly, being sober has made all the parts of my job so much better. Um, oh, wow. Because one, like you can't film porn under the influence. Like that, you know, you sign 
actual paperwork you know you have yeah. I, your ids need to be present like you can't do that they'll kick you off set so wow. like on that level like it allows me to work but also i just feel like i write so much better when i am not like coked out or anything like i remember once i wrote this essay on adderall and i read it back the next day and i was like that is the worst thing wow I've ever. i like delete i was like no 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 no, no, no i can't publish that yeah yeah when um you just shot in la mm -hmm. What was the, um, because we also just interviewed a porn writer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, for <clears throat> Brazers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brazers. Yeah. And he was talking about his uh, writing experience. Uh -huh. So it's it's exciting to see a real world actress. Yes. That yes. is acting mm -hmm. out some of the um, some of pieces. the scripts. And I love that you said it that way, because when I think of like doing porn, I'm like, it's just sex acting. Like in yeah. my head, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's what we took away from that as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, actually, someone scraped my first uh, mainstream scene off of like the paid site that it's on and put it on Spank Bang. And it got like like 30,000 views in 24 hours. And people were like, who is this? They ended up taking it down because oh they, it's supposed to be behind a paywall. But I was like, damn, that's fucking awesome. That's awesome. Like, that's that really crazy. great. Yeah. That is amazing. And like for me, like I'm more or less the same on camera than I am in like IRL. Yeah. So people are just like, oh, like it looks like she's having fun because I like I am having fun, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. You're having fun. Wait, what was the like plot? The plot was, you know, I came from New York. Now I live in L.A. And um, I am auditioning for like an Instagram model thing. And then the guy's like, well, you know, would you be okay doing this? Like, let me see your body, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm fucking the person. Wow. It's like mostly POV. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's really, I need to see it. Yeah. Yeah. If you can send it to me. I literally sent it to a couple of my friends and they're like, damn. This is so my guy friends actually found it and they're like, wow. Like, like not a creepy way, but they're like, wow, you're good at this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like any of your friends I guess would the right word be like sexualize you or sexualize your body? Like, does it make you feel uncomfortable that you have friends who watch who could watch your, your not work? even really because like and this my body count is so high even without like work yeah i was just like i know you know how i am in the bedroom because your friend definitely told you you know like it's yeah. that kind of thing where i'm like eh, it's whatever yeah. what is your style my style is just being very confident but also attentive mm. right because i'm like i'm clearly looking good i'm having a fun time are you you know that's kind of how it is like i yeah. what do you mean by s what's your style i don't know i'm also I very submissive style in the bedroom yeah oh, wow. I'm, I'm more submissive i actually have this like one long thought that i was like am i submissive or am i just lazy i don't know i think i'm submissive yeah <laughs> yeah lazy could be <laughs> wait that's actually good if someone's like you're really a pillow girl wait i don't even know what they say a pillow, pillow princess a pillow yeah. princess and I've you're like no heard. i'm just submissive <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah. i love that no mm -hmm. i'm glad i'm actually glad we brought it back here because yeah. so whenever we were reading your work you said you you'd never seen any women be called a whore and have that title revoked right and you spoke about monica Lewinsky. you spoke about kim k yes. amber rose mm -hmm. and you are a self-proclaimed whore as opposed to society deeming you as one mm -hmm. how does this status like influence your career goals I think so. It's funny because my um, my name, Addis Fouché, is like mm -hmm. technically my name, but it's not my government name. So my government name okay. is actually hyphenated, but I wanted to keep it like 
similar to my real name without being too far from what it is. Yeah. Um, because I realized that a lot of my published writing does have my hyphenated name on it. And I didn't want people to be like, wait, is this girl that girl? Oh my goodness. And I feel like if I just own it from jump and I'm like, yes, I'm a writer, you know, I do all these things and I also fuck on camera. Yeah. No one can really take that away from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. Do you ever feel like there's a world? Because, I mean, I think like right now we, um, I don't know if you're watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, I've seen the whole, whole Hulu thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. S- same. <laughs> I think it's really interesting how she's trying so hard to like break away from this narrative mm-hmm. of her her sex tape. Right. Like trying so hard to move herself from it. Do you ever see a world where let's say you don't want to do this anymore, that you don't want this attached to your name? I think I can just decide to not do it, but also have it still be attached to my name. I can be like, yeah, that was the thing that I did. And I feel like that about my sobriety, you know, like people being like, oh, well, you know, Addis used to get really fucked up and blah, blah, blah. The amount of people from Middlebury who have DM me, who are refollowing me, blah, blah, blah. And also the amount of people who have unfollowed me from mm-hmm. more t- being more open about my experience, I think just really goes to show how they felt about me and how they felt yeah. about my substance use then and now, you know? Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, you know, I think um, it says a lot about how they also feel about themselves and their own substance use, right? Because right. if people are like, damn, that's really powerful. I want to see what she's up to more or if they're like oh this is too much like i don't know like why she's saying all that they probably should check in with themselves Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. and people can grow and evolve and change over time yeah Yeah. and you can also trust in yourself that it's like okay at that moment Mm -hmm. that was what was serving me right and it might not be five years from now and i actually made a tiktok the other day that was about it was like clowning myself about how once like i gave my old dealer who kind of looked like an unshowered French Montana, a blowjob <laughs> in a yellow cab on the Manhattan bridge because I wanted a free bag. And we also had the same birthday of Virgo King. Um, and people in the comments were like, Oh my God, you can never get this out of me. And I was just like, Hmm, let me just kind of think about that. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't really feel embarrassed by this. Like, yeah, I did that. And like, that's yeah. some funny shit. Like I'm saying it. Um, so if I'm trying to like release the shame that I had from being someone who suffers with addiction, and other people clearly suffered too because they're like, thank you so much for posting this. And like, what the fuck are you upset about? You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I fully agree. Yeah. So like I did that shit and I, like I own it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I did some really terrible things, some crazy things, you know? And I think I said that in my um, Rue Euphoria piece where I was just like, the mindset that's like, I'm going to steal from people I don't even know. I get that mindset. I've mm. been there, but a lot of people don't, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah it's humanizing. Yeah, absolutely. Because even watching euphoria and and you also touch about this on the piece too where mm-hmm. it's like people will resonate with a character more than they will with people in their real life mm-hmm. and people will respect her experience weirdly yeah more so than their friends because it is messy and it is a lot and it is very emotional Mm -hmm. on both sides and i think it also forces people to confront the fact that they let people down or ignored things Mm. without even realizing it like i've had a couple friends like my high school friends actually a couple of them just like all decided to like drop me in like one instance and then i as through talking to them about it a little bit we're still not on good terms yeah they were just like, well, you did this and this and this. And I was like, so you guys collected things that you were upset with me about and didn't say anything to me? Like, mm-hmm. what are the odds that I was trying to ruin your day and upset you? You know, like, right. let's just think about it that way. Like, you guys really just took all these things and all these instances and misunderstandings and chalked them up to me being a bad person instead of being like, you know what? Those actions are out of character for my friend. Let me ask mm-hmm. her what's wrong. 
you yeah. know things like that yeah because i don't really think a lot of people are like bad people i actually think there are very few bad people um i think people mostly do things out of protection and those things have very negative consequences on people oftentimes right yeah and yeah like i just you know like when you're waiting in a line that's like super long everyone's tired and then there's like that one asshole who just cuts the front of the line they're probably not thinking oh let me cut in front of all these people they're thinking i have to get to the front yeah that's a very different thought process with the exact same action yeah 100 yeah. percent. Mm -hmm. i love that you touched on that mm -hmm. walk us through what that journey was like because obviously the journey to getting sober meant mm -hmm. that you know potentially cutting off friendships or yeah. friendships cutting ties with you um well how was that like what, what what was that journey luckily actually so my two best friends um darius and amy um shout out to both of them um Darius. Yes. <laughs> yes. Darius I th Amy. The funny thing is I, I was the weird new kid in middle school yeah. and Darius was the cool kid. And he walked up to me on the first days of school and I, I showed up to school wearing the wrong uniform by accident. I was like the 12 year old, the only one in the school with the wrong uniform on. Oh. And he was like, embarrassing. No, like I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh God. And my mom went home. Um, so he was like, do you like Nicki Minaj? And I was like, I don't know who that is. And he was like, I think you could like her. And then we became best friends. And he's wow. literally been my best friend since I was 12. I um, Amy um, went to high school with Darius. And then we all just, we became okay. friends over time. Um, and they actually um, really, really were like, you need to work on your mental health. You need to go back into an institution. You like, this is not okay. And they contacted my mom. And they're like, something's wrong. Like, and those are like, those are real friends because the kind of friends who will sit around and talk shit about you and pretend to be your friend, those are not the people who want to see you get better. The kind of friends who are like, hey, we love you. We need some space while you work on you and we work on us are the real people that you have. And the, for the majority, those are how my friends are. Like, I haven't wow. actually lost that many friends um, yeah. from getting sober. Wow. Mm -hmm. But I love that you touched on that yes. because I feel like, this actually is giving me more ideas as well, but um, for future episodes, mm -hmm. but I experienced, a, I didn't experience a similar situation, but I know of a, of a, an experience that happened with, with my friends and my friends went to our friends' parents. And I remember in that moment, it was like, what did they do? Mm -hmm. Like, why did they do that? Like, you know, are you being a bad friend or are you, gen do you genuinely care for the life of yeah. your friend and you want them to get better mm -hmm. or you at least want the best for them? I think that's also a way of saying like, look, I, I can't help you, but I do know that there is another responsible mm -hmm. adult yeah. who, who can. Right. And I think something had actually happened with someone else in our like friend group or general social circle. And I was like, Hey Darius, if something ever happens to me, call my mom, you have her phone number, you know where her office is. Like mm. you've been there, you know where our house is like yeah. call her. And he, he really did. Um, yeah. and I, I really owe them a lot and we're all on good terms now. It's great. I saw Amy when I was out in LA and that was awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I was actually thinking um, this week, two years ago, like around this time was like the last person that I dated and really had strong feelings for. I've had, you know, little situationships two weeks, three weeks, five weeks since then. But like um, things were just starting to about to fall apart because the one thing that he didn't want any of his friends to know about me was that I did sex work. And at the time mm. I was only doing in person. I wasn't doing on camera stuff. He was like, you know, tell them that you're a writer, tell them all this stuff, uh, but I don't want them to judge you, right? And, right, exactly. And I'm thinking now, like, this time, two years later, I'm really doing it with my full chest yeah. and happier and healthier. But that was also someone that I really hid my addiction from. Like, I really, really hid it from him. Um, he knew that, like, I 
dabbled, but I don't think he knew that like, if I was doing a couple lines in front of him, I was finishing the bag when he went to bed. Right. Um, And I think that made things a lot worse. Right. Like it's like I'm doing this like career that he's like kind of so so on. And then I'm also being like weirdly erratic. But then like there's things that he's you know, it just made things really complicated. And now I'm like, shit, like, wow, you're free. Right. Life is a highway. (laughs) Life is a highway. So in your journey of also coming out Mm -hmm. as a sex worker publicly, what informed that decision? Well, what informed that decision? Um, and what was like the first kind of post you made about it? Hmm. I think it was something that I always hinted about. Something that I talked to my friends about, but I didn't talk to strangers about. Mm-hmm. So it was like something that I guess I always kept within the friends circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from there it just got easier. Um, and after... Um, dating this person every time I met someone on like an app or something I'd be like by the way like I do sex work if this bothers you we don't actually have to go out just a way to protect my heart and my time and actually now that I think about it I did that with him he was the first person Mm. and he was like no actually you know I have been wanting to like get to know you for a while turns out we had met a year prior I don't have any memory of that but like you know we encountered each other and like it just didn't work out um so yeah I think um, being honest with my friends and then being honest with people that I was like maybe interested in was like my first step. And then from there, when I started making TikToks and stuff, I was like, OK, like it seems like more people actually are OK with this than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, how were all of your friends supportive and how was your family? You know, it's funny. Um, well, my family, I mean, I never got the sex talk when I was growing up, like ever. I think when I got my period for the first time, I was a late bloomer. I was like 15 or 16. I sent my mom an email. Like it was like not a thing that we'd ever talked about. So, um, they like, because your relationship is formal or because no, because that was like the one thing that just never was spoken about ever. Like, which is really, really strange, I think. Um, but, um, what was the question again? How did your uh, family respond? Oh, yeah. I mean, apparently recently my family has found out. Um, My cousin texted me and was like, why did my mom come in my room and say, why is Addis a sex worker? I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, not why. (laughs) I was like, what did you say? She said, I go, I don't know. And then she continued to do her thing. And I was just like, wait, who told your mom? Apparently someone told my grandpa's sister. And when you tell Auntie June something, it's on a billboard in Times Square. It's over. I'm dead. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I was like, cat's out of the bag, man. And I'm supposed to go away on a trip with my cousins um, for my birthday. So I was like, all right, when I go down to Trinidad, it's going to be a whole thing. But, you know, I kind of am just like, I mean, if they're lurking on my Instagram, like that's that's fine because like I love to be nosy. I love being nosy. But like if you got to have stuff for me to be nosy on you for because if you're sitting around doing nothing and you're nosy on me, I don't know. Something's not it's not looking cute. (laughs) So that's how I feel about it. I'm like, I'm really happy. I'm healthy I'm making a lot more money. I mean, it is what it that's, is. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. Um, I so this is interesting because mm-hmm. I feel like even just talking to you, it sounds like it was a a journey to yes. kind of get you for you to be here in the moment that you're at, and it I can feel the energy. You just feel so liberated, and it feels liberating. Mm-hmm. How did you feel like you got there? Like, how do you get to this point yeah. of? being so comfortable and so confident with literally who you are that you're you're like I don't give a fuck I think it just it it was 
you know how they have like fight and flight, right? Mm -hmm. There's another one that's freeze. And then there's a fourth one that I don't remember. I'm was a freezer or am a freezer, right? Yeah. Like there was once where I um, was really upset by a situation. I just sat on my stoop and my roommate at the time texted me. She was like, are you at home? Like you haven't been back, but you're fine. My friend says you're at home. And I was like, no, I've been sitting on the stoop for an hour because like, I felt so upset. I couldn't move. But then I was like, you have to practice moving, speaking mm. in those situations. Like the first time I left a date in the middle I was terrified. I was like, oh my God, I just did that. And I remember walking down Bedford <laughs> Ave and I was, I stopped these girls from around my age and I was like, hey guys, I know this is kind of weird, but like, I just did something kind of major. This guy was like a fucking weirdo. And I just left like, you know, I'm sorry if this is weird. And they were just like, okay. And they like, just, I don't know. I was like, if somebody came up to me, I would have been like, yeah, let's sit for 15 minutes. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then the second time, the second time is way easier, way easier. Wow. And like, I've seen people be interviewed or like, you know, quotes on Instagram. That's like, what would you tell your younger self? And yeah. I'd probably tell my younger self that, it doesn't get easier, but practicing it becomes less daunting. And that's really how it was. Like, because wow. the first time I was like, hey, I'm a sex worker. Like, I remember telling this person, like, I was like, you know, I was really nervous, sweating, whatever. Mm. And he was like, I mean, okay, I've like wanted to know you for a while, right? And then after a while, it just kind of got easier. But I will say, though, like, that experience of like my relationship with this person breaking off as the, the root cause being like sex stigma and whorephobia yeah. really, really broke me a lot it was really difficult um and i don't know if like that's one of the main reasons why i haven't really dated anyone in a long time or because like i now have been like rejecting people because my therapist was like wow it seems like you know all these people in the apps or whatever are just like dusties you keep getting a lot of dusties and i was like you know what I think I was getting dusties before, but I was just dating them. And now I'm like not dating them. Wow. <laughs> the dusties were always there. <laughs> they were always fucking there. Like, oh my God. <laughs> we just are really sweeping up the dusties. We're swiffering them up. <laughs> right. Right. And I was just like, nah, ma'am, leaving that on the floor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. If it's in my, not in my home. Right. Not in my I'm home. vacuuming that shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah i that's I this term yeah i feel like it's just a practice of things like little things mm -hmm. um being like and, and interacting with people in the sex industry has honestly really helped that because i think um this just goes back to communication with me like i would talk to you know people that i'm about to film with or people that i'm about to meet for in person and they'd maybe you know have have like awkward or points in the conversation where i was like mm, i don't like that and mm -hmm. i had to stop and think one are they fucking dumb two are they lying? Three, do they not care? Or have they literally just never been asked to do this before? And they, they just are fucking up because it's the first time, right? Yeah. And usually it's some combination of the, the four, maybe like two or three, right? But most of the time they're not trying to be an asshole, right? Yeah. Um, and I just feel like your normal is literally what you know. And as I thought about that more, I was like, when I was a kid, I thought that all Jamaicans were black because my family's Jamaican and they're black. And so I went <laughs> to Jamaica with my dad once and I saw this like white woman and she was talking in Jamaican accent and Patois. And I was like, dad, 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 why is she talking like that? And he was like, because she's Jamaican. I was like, that's not true. That lady is blonde. And he was like, no, 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 you can be Jamaican and you cannot be black. And he was explaining this to me. And I was like, okay, but if I'd gone on a lie detector test, I would have been telling the truth, even though it's right. not the truth, right? Like right. your normal is literally wow. just what you know. Wow. Yeah. Your truth might not transcend other people's truth right. and they're both valid. Yeah. And another, I was trying to explain this to someone and then I grabbed like, I think I grabbed like a pen and I threw it across the room and I was like, tell me what just happened. He was like, you threw the pen. I would say the pen landed on the floor, you know? And yeah. like, it's just different sides of the same coin. And I think like really just trying to understand that like, there's so much about communication that 
is the root of a lot of issues. Yes. And learning how to communicate like directly, but also not harshly was something that I really had to practice. And then once I figured that out, a lot of things just got a lot easier. Yes. Being like, hey, I actually don't want to go on a date with you. Or like, hey, friend, like I'm really struggling with this. Like I would love your opinion on it because of X, Y, Z. You know, instead of just being like, hey, I want to vent. Right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like a sense perception and how you perceive mm-hmm. situations yeah. is so pivotal in the way that we all live life. Yeah. Like I feel like that's like part of growing up is being able to be present and understand, Hey, I'm perceiving this because I'm informed by Mm -hmm. this past trauma Mm -hmm. or this identifier of me or the fact I'm a woman or the fact I'm a person of color. And this person might be from a different background and we just need to think a little slower Mm -hmm. so that we can all, connect right right and bond yeah that's helped me <laughs> and, and and also bond um, yeah that's like really helped me a lot because like bond. i just know that like you know i make a lot of uh, a significant portion of my only fans income is actually custom content okay. um people being like hey i really want to see a video of you doing xyz and i'm like okay cool and so i film it you know whatever and like it's always different kinds of things like i I really don't make it a one size fits all. And what is like, can you, sorry, can we get into this? Sure, like, what yeah. is the most creative thing that you've filmed? The most creative thing that I've ever filmed. I feel like what I like to do, cause, cause I have an advertising background, like analytics. I'm like, okay, I can look and see like what, did people buy the most right? right like what like what is considered ch- um no like i love a v lookup bitch i am in fucking excel love. in there in there wow yeah you're um, literally all of your subscribers list yes. how can i um <laughs> put, match this with this right. to elevate this content mm-hmm. and ensure the um okay sorry. you get it yeah i mean a lot she of people a lot of people like my feet stuff and like that i can like just you know do like an inbox mail and like whatever but yeah 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 i think that's i mean there's also just certain things like people be like oh would you film with this person i'm starting to do more content trades these days so Mm. like if you're listening to this and you have an OnlyFans, you want to do a content trade with me just dm me i will probably Mm. say yes you know yes and Mm -hmm. we cut off the feet no feet no no feet at all but i have a freckle on the bottom of my foot and i feel like that's what people like like a lot wow yeah yeah I'm intrigued. You want to see it? Yeah. 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 Okay, now we have to yeah, see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, what else? Okay, it's literally just like. Can you see it? It's like literally right there. Oh wow. my god! Yeah. Wow. yeah, it's literally just like. And people love that. Yeah. They're like, that's so cute. I'm like, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to put my feet on OnlyFans. You probably could. Yeah. You probably could. I want to put my left elbow. Oh, I actually. Left? <laughs> someone cat called at my feet. Oh yeah. What they yeah. say? They said I have. They were. Oh, I, you weren't there, but they were like, I have, he was like, I have to tell you guys this. I was walking with my friend Colette and he was like, I have to tell you guys this. I was like, what? He's like, y'all have the most beautiful feet I've ever seen. Like, those are some beautiful feet. (laughs) And for some reason, I think that made me feel like slightly more violated than if he said like, you know you just you look good yeah like you have a beautiful face honestly though the caribbean men are the funniest cat callers once i was walking through flatbush and this guy who's clearly trinidadian goes yo let me get a piece of the pie and that was his cat call to me wow i was like wow i never literally never forgot that one ever ever let me get a piece i feel like there should be a study on um (laughs) because i went to i was in belize and i i was with my friend and we've never felt more violated walking to the beach Mm -hmm. because they're like I, the things that are in these, they just have a thesaurus out here. They do. But I, when you were talking about your feet, I just realized that no one's like, 
I think my feet are my <laughs> my biggest insecurity. Really? Sometimes huh. I think I'm really cute, and then I think <laughs> it, I'm laying at night, and I'm like, but my feet are really big. Oh, no. Stop. Not the big feet. Okay, no. They're really big. Are they? They're really big. One time I was at a party, and a guy in front of everyone, my guy friend was like, damn, you have really big feet. And I was like, that is so mean. Oh, my God. You know, all of my friends have really big feet. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Like, everyone wears a size nine. Oh, wow. Okay. What size do you wear? I'm not saying it here, because I'm going to reveal it. In a different... In the season finale? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I really can't mm-hmm. please. Yeah. <laughs> if someone's going to follow up with that. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope so. Okay. <laughs> so, segueing into um, finding your sexual identity. Yeah. How, and of course, as a queer person as yeah. well... Um, was Murphy was a woman, right? No, he's a man. He was a man. Yeah, he's he was a man. man. You used male pronouns yes. when you were referring to him. But That's then right. I was thrown off by the all girl school. Yeah. Oh yeah, I met him in college. That's why. Okay. Yes. Okay. yes. Oh okay. Yes. okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, we this is why we need a timeline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I know. I know. There's like so you're like wait, and you were running marathons and like oh yeah. yeah. At the time, no, was, really... When did the Chinese come? In? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be really 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 helpful. Um, yeah, we met in college. We met on like one of the first days of school, um, and it was just like an instant like attraction um we lived on i lived in like the middle section of the dorm and he lived like in the way corner we had one class together freshman fall and like just i would like make up excuses to see him i'd be like oh my god i like a piece of paper fell on my notebook do you like have a paper like you know it's just like stupid shit this um, piece of lint I, I i think it's yours right i'd be like oh my god i don't understand this question like can you help me <laughs> um and then like you know we just started spending more time together but honestly Middlebury and I think I said this in the article was just like it is such a pressure cooker that school mm. um like in terms of body image in terms of who you're dating the major the classes the clothes everything it's yeah. so image focused um and that was just a lot of pressure for me as like a black person in college um and honestly NESCAC schools are like just bigger boarding schools it's the yeah, same group of same people thing. um so i was you know put off by that and i think he was also put off by that so we really just largely kept our relationship a secret that like only our two best friends knew about wow. for the most part um and also i was just kind of like well you know we're in college there's a lot of attractive people around here like how about like i'll do my thing you'll do your thing i don't really need to know what you're doing just like when we're together that can be the focus and that worked mm-hmm. for literally up until he passed away wow. mm-hmm yeah i'm sorry that that happened yeah you know it's his um anniversary of his passing is in a couple days um and it's i i remember talking to his best friend that i'm i'm close to Mm -hmm. and this was maybe like two years ago and patrick was like yeah you know i think about him every day for like the past few years and i stopped and i was like i never think about him and i didn't really notice that that's that's a major red flag. Like I really didn't even clock that. And I was just like, you know, doing a lot of drugs, like, you know, being very reckless and like not really tuning into myself, being more impulsive. And I was like, that's something that I should pay attention to. And so once I started being more intentional and, you know, working through my grief, it became a lot easier to live healthfully. Um, And a lot of the processing has been really actually joyful, like remembering things about him that I had like forgotten about, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, you touched a little bit about 
your race and how it really impacted your experience at boarding school. Mm -hmm. And there was a quote that really resonated with me. And it was, um, I was always thought of as being like cool and chill, but never enough to be someone's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I'm curious how that has informed and like your dating life now and you as a sex worker, a sex worker of color. Uh And I'm assuming your clients come from all backgrounds or all races, mm-hmm. religions, backgrounds. And if conversations about race ever come up. They do, actually. They do. Um, with the black ones, the white ones, you know, all of them. We talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about, like, other providers that they've seen that have treated them differently. Um, and, I mean, even just, like, in my, like, personal dating experiences, like, I, my therapist was like, do you think some people like really want to have sex with you on the first date because they're attracted to you like only that or because they're like I want to know what it's like to have sex with someone who does porn you know and I was like oh I never thought about it like that Mm. so that's something I've been more like aware of as well um yeah I think like in terms of just like my sexuality also too because I've never actually had a woman client like a solo woman client um maybe someone with like their boyfriend or something but never like an actual woman so that is also just kind of like um I mean I would love one anybody who's listening <laughs> please hey, <laughs> come through here for yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like it's you know it's i think a lot of it has to do with just the way misogyny works and like you know capitalism and just like demand right mm-hmm. um and also just like what people think good sex is right um mm. i like a lot of times like when you know people on camera or like in person don't come i'll be like yeah like it's chill if it doesn't happen to like, that's like i know that might be your goal but that's not my ultimate goal i'm just like if you have a fun time great I'm having fun. I'm happy to be here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Does it, so on camera, what are some of the misconceptions when it comes to filming? You said that some people don't film, don't uh, orgasm on camera. (laughs) Yeah. Is that like, is it written in the script or does that, do people feel insecure about that? Um, I mean, I think if it's like, if the male talent doesn't come, then like you just kind of have to end the shoot Mm. yeah like i think that's kind of it um there's no like cgi (laughs) can you imagine what do not speak that into existence (laughs) put that back in the vault yeah it's back (laughs) yeah delete oh my god but um but no i mean uh yeah i mean in person you know i just try to make people feel comfortable like what usually works for you like um one misconception i'd say about filming is that you can't have the AC on, so it gets really, really hot. Especially, mm. that's why people are sweaty towards the end. Yes, the sex is probably popping, but it's hot in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> so why take off all no your clothes. <laughs> Literally, yes. I think another misconception, too, is that, like, you have to just say yes to everything. Um, yeah. When I signed, uh, when I started working with my um, current agent, his name's Saturday, um, he was like, are there any people or things that you do not want to do or see? Literally, like, anything. And, like, that answer can change, but just let me know. Mm-hmm. And one of those things for me is face fucking. I don't do it, not even in my personal life. I don't fucking like it. I'm never doing it, right? Wait, what is that? It's literally, like, Imagine like giving someone a blowjob, but they're fucking your face, uh, right? Uh, it's just, okay. it's, I just feel like it's painful in a way that is uncomfortable. Not yeah. painful. It's not like, like, oh, they're slapping or choking you like that. I find that fun. That's not fun to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think people really think that you have to do everything. You can't mm. say no. Um, and that's really not the case at all. Like my yeah. first um, shoot, 
they were like, hey, like if you change your mind, it's okay. Like, you know, if there's anything we need to be mindful of, please let us know, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Are there any like, I'm curious if there are any actresses, any porn actresses mm-hmm. that you look up to in the industry. Huh. There are a couple that I look down on. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's, but there's, there's people that I look up to for sure. Okay. But like also, you know, there are like there are a couple of porn stars who've like left the industry and they talk about exploitation and blah, 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 and how they yeah. demonize the industry. I'm like, yes, but that's not just a porn industry thing. Right. And to just a- talk about an industry that literally you came up in so you could do all these other ventures that you think make you look better mm. is really not a good look. But there's another... Mm-hmm. um there's another girl who's on OnlyFans. Um, can I just say what her name is? I actually don't care. It's Stella Berry. And okay. I find her very fucking asinine. Like, I mm. actually do. She's on TikTok a lot. And she, um, I've listened to a couple of podcasts that she's in because I think it's important to like, even if someone annoys you, just to hear what they have to say, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing that she said was, you can't be good at this job if you don't really love sex. And I thought that was really, really a terrible take because it really um, takes all the survival sex workers out of the conversation. It takes um, people who are asexual in the industry and are really good at this job because they don't develop feelings. Mm. And also I'm like, you make hundreds of thousands of dollars a month fucking your boyfriend on OnlyFans. Of course you really love sex and are having the time of your life, right? Like you're, you're a wealthy white woman on top of that. Like, please like have some decorum, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But there are a lot of porn stars that I actually really, really do look up to um, and people that I've met in the industry, people I'm really excited to work with one day um, and friends that I've made. And I think like one thing that I've noticed about the sex industry is like, if someone does not have any women friends in this industry, that's a red fucking flag, even more so than just like the regular everyday existence. Right. Wow. I'm like, there's no women who ride for you in this industry. There's no one you can call. Right. That's weird. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. red flag. Red yeah. flag. Mm-hmm. She's a ten, but she- <laughs> but she has no girlfriends. Right, no right. Girlfriends. We have no guy friends. We have no guy friends. Wait, actually, we have some. No, we have we some. Don't. Yeah, we do. But there are not guys that I would trust with my deepest, darkest secrets. Mm-hmm. The same way I would what tell my, my girlfriend. What's your deepest, darkest secret? Oh my god. Well, I'm not gonna share that. I know. I thought we were girlfriends. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, I actually had a conversation recently with my friend um, from Middlebury, and yeah. he. We've been friends for a while, and he is. I like to say that he's kind of an asshole, but he's my asshole, you know? Um, he's a very attractive person. Whenever I post my story, people are like, oh, who's that, right? Like, who's Henry? And, you know, one thing that I had to have a conversation with him about was, you know, he has always been someone who's been like, Addis, you need to remember who the fuck you are. Like, mm-hmm. whenever some guy was fucking around with me and he didn't like it, he was like, remember who the fuck you are, right? But that energy also extends to men that I'm not having sex with. You know, men that are my bosses, men that like, you know, are my casual friends. And I was like... That is something to keep in mind, too, right? Like, those rules don't just, like, go out the window just because we're not having sex, you know? Yeah. 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 I feel like, first of all, I thank you so much for coming. Yeah. This has been such an incredible (laughs) conversation. You you have to come back on the podcast because can I also just say that you – segued into every conversation <laughs> every topic that we wanted to talk to you oh, about yeah. so smoothly and seamlessly you should have a talk show thank you should literally heard the podcast 100 oh yeah i was like i i'm thinking i'm over here thinking about like the next thing that i'm going to ask you and you already teed it up it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. you knew <laughs> she well because that. she reads people as a living i really it's do really it's really amazing yeah i was actually quoted um in a vice article about why people love jack harlow so much uh but for some reason like i i post these Tell. like funny i posted these like funny instagram stories about 
like him. Um, I was like, what are his stands called? Are they jack-o'-lanterns? I don't know. Like some shit like that, right? Oh my and, God, I'm a jack-o'-lantern. And like someone from Vice was like, hey, can we quote you? And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then I just, I was kind of like, you know, it's really interesting how he has this friendship with Lil Nas X, right? Mm-hmm. Who's like a black very gay very femme rapper and none of the straight rappers you know white or black are really trying to do that you know and at the same time he's not really trying to be black he's just you know from the south (laughs) and like on top of that he's tall you know that's that's what i think it is but like i um with asd um a lot of things uh one thing that people have with asd is um a special interest and so sometimes you'll find people that are like really into like you know little kids really love model trains and they like have Mm. all these facts and I was like, I don't know if I have a special, special interest. I don't know. And then I realized that my special interest is actually people. Wow. And I'm really fascinated by people. There used to be this feature on Facebook where you could like, you know, you could see your friendship with people. Like mm-hmm. you could do it with random people. So I would be like, oh, I wonder like Sasana and Bree. I wonder what their friendship looks like. What are, what are they posting on each other's walls? Like, which is like, it's public, but I would just find that so fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So my special interest what is people. What posting on my wall? <laughs> We were definitely Facebook friends. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my God. The, the surface level. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's funny because Murphy actually used to wish me happy birthday the day after my birthday because he'd be like, you have too many friends. I want you to see mine. Oh, like, that I, is sweet. It would be the September 20th. I'm going to use that, that excuse next time I'm late. Right? <laughs> I just wanted you to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy <laughs> because, like, um, the one thing we didn't touch on is, like, the fact that, like, I'm a business owner. And, like, that, like, all of these things yeah. have really yeah. made me be such a better business owner. Um, so bitter blush was this like blog that I developed while I was yeah. in Middlebury yes. and I thought it was just going to be like, you know, like a little thing I did with my friends on the weekends or something. And then it turned into like a much bigger project and people yeah. would DM me and be like, Addis, thank you so much for writing this or for posting this on bitter blush. I didn't know about this issue until, you know, you posted it. And I was like, okay, so people genuinely want to learn about this kind of stuff about discrimination and sex stigma. Mm-hmm. And they just don't know where to look. And they don't know what to prioritize. They don't do anything. And so I was like, I bet if you told people you could learn whatever you want about, you know, transphobia, about anti-blackness, about whorephobia for X amount of money as a subscription, they would fucking do it. And so we're developing this app that's supposed to launch in a couple months. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And like, you know, me being a more confident person, me being, you know, sober and healthy has just really informed how this is going to go. And I'm just really happy that this is like all kind of coming completely full circle. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm a porn star who also is growing a tech company. Don't fuck with me. (laughs) Literally don't (laughs) fuck with her. Founder. (laughs) Energy. Protecting Addis at all fucking costs. Please. Seriously, yes. thank you so much. Wait, for I have a question. Box. You do. I have a funny yeah. question. Yeah, what is it? what can people do, the everyday person do uh-huh. to support sex workers Great in their mm-hmm. daily lives? I would say try to undo your own sex stigmas. Mm. And that can really help you um understand why people would want to work in the sex industry. Why like people sometimes ask me, like, oh, aren't your clients all married men? I'm like, no, actually, that's a pretty small subsection. Some people are like, you know, I'm just a 35-year-old virgin and I'm really nervous to have sex at this point and I want someone to be nice to me. Some mm-hmm. people are like, I have a fetish that so I don't feel comfortable asking people unless I'm dating them for a while, and that's not my case right now. And some people are just like, I want to have regular sex with someone, but not be in a relationship. And I'm not going to manipulate some woman into thinking that that's going to happen. Right. So like, I think just really undoing sex stigmas, you know, is the goal orgasm, right? Like who plays what role in bed really will help you humanize sex workers. The Mm -hmm. goal orgasm. Mm -hmm. 
the goal is not that. Yeah. The you goal know, like, is to have fun. The goal is to have fun, but also just like there's all kinds of different things that you can do in the bedroom. Like, you know, just really kind of like trying to no, break I mean, down what I sex is. I love that you said that. Yeah. That is, wow, mm-hmm. very what is, enlightening. What is sex stigma? I think sex stigma is having very rigid understanding of what sex is. Yeah. Yeah. And just being like, it's okay if a dude wants to be pegged. That doesn't make him gay. It just means he wants to get pegged, you know? Yeah. Um, or, you know, just, I think, like, I have a friend who just really likes to get fisted. You know, like, things, and just really thinking outside the box as to what people like. Like, I mean, you know, re- regular missionary for two and a half minutes works for some people, but it doesn't for everybody. And, like, don't think that those people are, like, weird sexual deviants who live in the sewers and only see sex workers, because I guarantee <laughs> you they are sitting right next to you at Goldman Sachs. <laughs> <laughs> People are freaky, I yeah, and they I should die. be allowed to be freaky. They yeah, really are, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We should not With shame consent. Freaks. Yes, With yes, consent. yes, yes, yes. And protection, mm-hmm. right? And absolutely. Safety. And that's the other safety. thing too with the sex industry. It's like I haven't had a random STI pop up in like two or three years. I'm probably safer to have sex with than some random dude on Hinge, literally, who hasn't been tested since like Obama oh, was president. Do not even start with me. <laughs> Men are stinky. They are literally. No, I saw this I don't one dude fuck with men. This one dude had his dick was ashy. I was like, "How's your dick ashy, bro?" Like, that's really crazy. That I, I, I had to do a double take. I was like, "Why is your dick ashy?" That means <laughs> it is. I didn't. I couldn't. I was like, "That it's been dry enough so that it's ashy." It's flaking. <laughs> it, literally, I was like, oh, it was very crazy." Sand dropping. <laughs> literally. No, literally. Stop. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And it's those dudes that'll be like, fuck you, bitch. I can't believe you didn't accept my offer. It's half your rate, but like, you know, I'm here anyway, you know? You know what's not disgusting? Yeah. Woman with hair. True. Yeah. True. Mm -hmm. Woman's menstrual cycles. Yeah, yeah. There's actually, you speak about both those. There's actually, um, uh, I used to, in my younger years, be like, oh, I can't work if I'm on my period, right? There's this thing called a Beppy sponge. And imagine what a beauty blender looks like, right? Uh, yeah, but it yeah. has a little hole at the bottom, like the fat part. Yeah. So it's like a stringless tampon that's a sponge. And it's super absorbent. You just shove it up there and nobody notices. I don't notice. The person doesn't notice. There's no leakage. Nobody feels it. And because of the way that the cervix works, it doesn't get stuck, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So that's really helpful. People not be knowing how the service works. Right. Cervix. Cervix. <laughs> Miss service Cervix. Yeah. It's yeah, like an apple. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't get stuck. I mean, and there are times where like, I'm like, oh man, it's not coming out. I just usually grab one of my like um, anal douches and put water in there and then I squeeze it up so that it can like expand and then I take it out. Wow. So, yeah. So many gadgets and tools. So many things. Yes. Sounds like you need to come up with your own like toy line soon. Honestly, I was really thinking down the line to do like a a more fashion forward lingerie line. Ooh, Oof. I love Because that. I feel like there's so many like lingerie. What's your favorite? I honestly, the thing is, I don't have a favorite because I think they all fucking suck. I think they yeah. all just like really do the whole like lace thing. And I'm like, mm. there's so many other fabrics and styles and cuts that you could do I that need- would like really appeal to like trends and younger people literally yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah bring on the latex yeah that bring on the velvet to bring on like the nylon something love, you know the brand colt naked mm-hmm. they the colt naked like they'll it's like i don't think do they have like tights right. maybe but they also have like, pants and like tube yeah. tops oh, and nice. i that's like i feel so sexy in that mm-hmm. and yeah yes lace just does not do it for me right it's kind of boring it's mm-hmm. kind of boring. It's gram- It's giving mom's wedding dress. 
for some reason I thought you were gonna say it's giving mom spaghetti. Like, <laughs> I don't know why my mind went there. <laughs> spaghetti, giving yeah, dad mom's wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean you're right. People don't think that like uh, women should have hair. Actually, Saturday was like hey, how would you feel about growing your bush out? And I was like, I literally have never thought about that because I've been bare since I was like 15. Yeah. For like 11 years, yeah. almost 12. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm down, but like I've, that thought has never really entered my mind. Yeah. But I think at this point in my life, I'm so just like, take it or leave it. And if you leave it, please leave it forever. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Bye. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. Yeah. The other night, this guy that I went on a date with, it was a great date. Um, He called me we're on the phone just chatting and he was like yeah by the way you know i think i'm just like not i don't want to like um be dating but like would you be down to be friends and i was like no i actually have enough friends and i'm not on these apps to make friends and he was like oh and he was like shocked he was like trying to figure out what to say and i was like i mean is there anything like to say and he was like no i guess not i was like okay well then i guess you know there's not much for us to talk about on the phone like have a good night like what the fuck am i gonna do on the phone with some man that gave me a lukewarm offer and is stumbling shook panicking right and then so he texted me afterwards and was like hey you know i really hope that you have a great summer like all this shit and i was like i just left it on red i was like nah we're not doing this no you were he was shocked that like i said no and i was okay this is with not that. america's yeah. next best friend it's right. america's next best boyfriend Can you imagine i have two photos in my hand and they're both of me <laughs> literally <laughs> all of you are leaving (laughs) that's what he did i was like no 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 sir so yeah like it yeah dating has been like very interesting for me um and i just i'm excited to date as i like progress in my like self-growth like health you know career journey yeah because i think um maybe the kind of person that i need to meet man women whoever i the way that i describe my sexuality is some people are hot and some people are unfortunately just not um and whoever that person is right right i know (laughs) i know my cousin um she's she's dating this um wonderful wonderful person named nick um they're queer they're awesome um and i remember showing them a photo of this guy that i thought was cute and they go "Mm, he's nice (laughs) and so now every time i'm like is that person cute i'm like what would illy and nick say (laughs) yeah because they're they're two black people they yeah (laughs) i fucking love that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. should we do an fmk to wrap us up yeah yeah did you you have good ones okay yeah okay only fans porn hub our irl Ooh, okay, 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 okay. Ooh. We're gonna kill Pornhub. Kill that. Bye. We're gonna, Bye. We are gonna marry OnlyFans because I really love that they have put porn into the hands of regular people, made it accessible. Um, and we're gonna f- in person because we're gonna fuck in person. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank really, you guys for you. having me. I had so much fun. Yeah. This is amazing. <gasps> Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Yeah, But Who Cares? We care a lot about what you think. And actually, your reviews really help us out. So please like, subscribe, follow or comment and leave a review. Even if it's negative, we want to improve. And I'd like to give a big fat disclaimer. We are not professionals. We are not therapists. We are not financial professionals. So please seek out professional help. Um... And 
This podcast was produced with our friends over at Yabba Who Cares, including our trusty producer, Serena. Serena. Um, it was also produced in partnership with Under the Influence. Shout out Under the Influence. Shout out Under the Influence. Where can people find us? If you want to find us, you can find us on our personal pages, Bree Springs and Sasana. Yes. But more importantly, you can find Yabba Who Cares on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Did I miss anything? I, that's actually the most accurate one. Yeah. That's the most. Those are the most important ones. Yes. So thank you. Goodbye. See you next week. Kisses. Kisses. Kisses.